But if it plays into their corporate strategy, if it is really aligned with their business goals, it's a win for them. Hello and welcome to this week's Maker Marketing. I'm Laura Benjamin and I'm excited to talk today with Rosemarie Brandwine. She's the Director of Membership and Marketing Communications at the Rapid Manufacturing Institute out in New York. What was so interesting with talking with Rosemarie was that we dove in a lot about topics that I hear over and over again talking to professionals working in manufacturing. Sustainability, agility, return on investment, finding ways to continue to improve your business, your operations, and drive profit for your, for your organization. And so the benefits of doing process intensification are things that I'll let Rosemary explain in the next segment, but there's a bigger lesson here. And what was so interesting in talking with her is this idea of how do you change a mindset? Process intensification is something that's just gaining traction in the US. It has a much wider adoption in Europe, but it's taking a little longer to catch on here. And so how do you go about doing that? And what was so interesting to talk with Rosemary about was how part of their mission is creating a community and an environment in which process intensification knowledge can thrive. They understood very clearly that the way to change minds and the way to really affect a change here is by hosting events, creating articles, developing guides, creating lots of value and information for people to start to engage with. And when they do that, it gives people an opportunity to internalize it, to really think through what it is that process intensification can do for them because they're involved on a bigger level. They're involved in understanding what it is before being asked to make the change and understand what it's going to do for them and their organization before they need to implement anything at all. And so through these events, through the news, through the guides, through all these different elements, any manufacturer can do the same thing, right? With content marketing being such a critical part of so many businesses now, if you can create an ecosystem that really dives into, here's our industry, here's what we understand about our our target markets industry, and here's how the two work together, and here's how we just provide a ton of upfront value. And by doing that, here's how I'm moving my customer's industry forward. And with that, here's Rosemarie Brandwine. Stay tuned. Thanks for joining me on Maker Marketing this week. We're talking with Rosemarie Brandwine. She is the Director of Membership and Marketing Communications for the Rapid Manufacturing Institute. Thanks so much for joining me today, Rosemarie. Well, thank you, Laura, for inviting me. It's a pleasure to be online with you. Tell me just a little bit about your background and your work in marketing. Well, I have a very uh, many years of experience in professional services, over 30 actually, in professional services services, financial services, specifically accounting and consulting and insurance. And I've also delved into other areas. So my background is very diverse in a number of industries. Functionally, I've always been in the marketing space or the marketing communications slash strategic communications space. And now you're working with manufacturers. How do you find that? How is that different from other industries you've worked with? Um, Actually, not that different other than learning about the actual areas that we focus on because I am not a chemical engineer. And the Rapid Manufacturing Institute 
focuses on chemicals processes. So I did not have that background. I've learned in, in the year, almost year and a half that I've been here, that communications plays a key role in distilling complex information into bite-sized nuggets for our audience. And our stakeholders, our audience really comes from a variety of places. We deal with the general public who are interested in knowing what it is we do. We deal with um, other journalists. We deal with uh, legislative staff from Congress who want to know more about the Institute since they're helping to support us. And our stakeholders come from other manufacturing institutes and fields as well. Well, so before so, we, yeah, before we dive too much into that, tell me about the Rapid Manufacturing Institute itself. You know, what's its mission, and the, what what kinds of what kinds of different manufacturers do you work with? Rapid stands for the Rapid Advancement in Process Intensification Deployment, and we are the tenth out of fourteen institutes created by the Obama administration to advance American manufacturing. We were announced in December of 2016, and we hit the ground running officially in 2017. We are funded and sponsored by the Department of Energy, and our co-parent is the American Institute of Chemical Engineers, more commonly known as AICHE, which makes perfect sense since we are very focused on chemical processing. At present, we have 75 members, and in, our nutshell, in a nutshell, our goal is to help American industry become leaner, greener, cleaner, and safer. And we're also very active in developing educational programming, which helps create future leaders and fills in the skills gap in the workforce. Great. And so your role there is to help all of these different audiences that you work with understand what it is that Rapid can offer to them as stakeholders Absolutely. in the organization. Absolutely. And our membership is very diverse. We have currently over 75 members and they come from industry. Uh, they come from academia. They are nonprofit organizations and they also are government labs. So we've built a, a very diverse community. And the industries that we serve are the chemicals industries, naturally, uh, oil and gas, which involve chemical processes, and pulp and paper. Well, so what's unique about marketing process intensification that's different from marketing some of the other things that you've had experience doing? I think... What I find unique about it is that our members and the people we reach out to really value the face-to-face -face interaction. So there's really very little in the way of, of advertising, very little in the way of your typical marketing um, tactics. Face-to-face -face signature events, bringing people together to talk to one another, to collaborate on projects. That's what um, members and prospective members really value. And of course, the thought leadership is also key because they need to have uh, an understanding of what the experts in the field are, are saying about it, how they can actually take the insights and apply it to their businesses.
So, so those two things together have been more, uh, more unique in that sense. So it's more about creating these opportunities for events and for people to come together and have these conversations. And so you're, you're more of a facilitator in that way than just sort of a traditional marketer. Absolutely. We do foster creative thinking, innovation. And I, I was reading somewhere that collaboration is the new innovation. And, and that's really where we're at. We do foster collaborations from these very disparate groups with different mindsets. And um, that's what we're working towards. Well, I guess walk me through a case where you've you've seen this happen, where you've had um, this sort of meeting of the minds and people are able to come together. They run the gamut. Uh, in, For example, one of our members is taking sort of feedstock biomass and is developing uh, technology or equipment around that, <clears throat> excuse me, where they're t he's turning it into sugars that can be used in other end products, um, sort of low, lower grade commodity end products. So these are the kinds of ways that we are helping to foster the ideas by looking at the ideas that our members bring to us and say, yes, that fits within um, certain industry pain points that they want solved. What's changing about some of these markets is that, that they're understanding that there's other ways they can use these byproducts and things that they're making in order to feed other industries, or is it that they're understanding that you know they can just always be improving efficiency? Tell me a little bit about what's changing with some of these chemical manufacturers and, and other folks that you're working with. There are a lot of factors that have caused the change. They have to be more competitive, basically because you have competition, you have global competition. And it's not in American manufacturers' best interest to continue to work with equipment that hasn't changed in design and efficiency in some 30 to 50 years. But process intensification can help them change and transform the way they do business. So instead of having these huge plants, you have mobile plants. Uh, you have equipment that's modular and can, so your plant size takes on a smaller footprint. You become more efficient. There, there's greater safety because instead of having these huge plants where you can have a, a, an explosion or something hazardous happen, you can have your um, equipment scaled down to where it's in more compact size and it's safer and better designed. We now have the technology that makes all of that possible. It wasn't possible before, but you have it now. Well, it sounds like, yeah, it sounds like it creates this more agile operation. Absolutely. And if you're an agile organization, you can take great, you can really leverage it to your benefit. So how does a chemical manufacturer who's got their, their own marketing to, to worry about, how do they use that as a competitive advantage when they're marketing their services to another organization? Well, I think it allows them to adjust their pricing because if they have more efficient operations, more efficient technologies at hand, 
they can do more with their raw materials. They can produce more for less cost, less their productivity goes up, their yield goes up. So they can theoretically uh, pass those costs on to the consumer. Are there certifications or other things that you work with these manufacturers on to help them understand like, oh, here's here's something that is people are aware of in the marketplace and what you'll want to promote in terms of what's changed about your organization through the process intensification process? Well, I think once our um, our members who have proposals, who who brought their projects to a higher scale, and some of them are now building pilot facilities where we can actually demonstrate the uh, small scale and the yield it produces in specifically in the um, gas arena where separations of chemicals has to take place. We, we now have some members who have been able to build pilot scale and shown other members that yes, you don't have to have these big, you know, uh, plants to do the separations. You can have something that's even more mobile and take it to various sites and produce something that's safer and faster and you can have the same yield or higher yield in terms of the end product. So we are, some of our members are at that stage. So we're looking for a lot more success stories coming down the pike. Don't forget, we're only, we were given the go ahead in 2016, but we weren't off and running until 2017. So as a two-year-old organization, you're facing your own challenges of making sure that these processes are working and that you're able to tell those stories to other people. Absolutely. And we do know that they're working because they've been working in Europe for decades. So it's simply a, a matter of saying to American organizations, this is we we already know this works. It's been working in Europe. They've embraced it. That's why their sustainability is going through the roof. And sustainability in America has become a, a big issues, a big issue for companies just as it is for stakeholders. Um, people want to make sure that these companies who who are abutting residential urban areas are safe and that they're making proper use of our resources, that, you know, that their carbon footprint is being reduced, not increased. So because of that environment, you know, process intensification is a terrific fit in that regard because we do advocate safety. We do advocate greener technologies simply by the nature of what we do. So if a manufacturer was to go through this process, I mean, those do sound like a lot of ways that they could promote their business. So there's the price level, of course, but yeah. also being able to say, listen, we're, we're committed to green and sustainable processes and we're yes. committed to a safe environment that you know works for for everyone right hey there it's time for just a quick break and to let you know that the maker marketing podcast is brought to you by satellite six an agency that helps businesses succeed in reaching their growth goals through proven brand and digital marketing systems 
And if you're a manufacturer with a team of one to two marketers and wish you had the full capabilities of a marketing team behind you without having to hire another 10 people, Satellite 6 can help. There are tons of free resources, articles, and more to help your business succeed through better brand marketing. You can even schedule a free ideas call to talk through your goals. All this and more is available right now at Satellite6.com. And now, back to the show. For our manufacturing listeners, what's the number one takeaway that you want them to understand about how they can leverage process intensification for their business? It's going to increase their competitiveness. And that is something we we are really focused on. It's going to comp- comp- uh, increase their competitiveness, their operational excellence, their safety, and their commitment to a green environment. And I think another thing we didn't touch on, but that we're very committed to, is that we want to help put more Americans to work. And the man- manufacturing sector needs a pool of qualified employees, a, a qualified pool, a labor force. So part of what we're also doing is creating um, courses, e-courses, and webinars explaining to executives and graduate students and undergraduates just what PI is all about and how they can participate in the pro- in the process. So it's not enough to um, tell everyone about what it is. We also want people to go into the field and learn about how they can make a difference. And they can because we need people to design the technology. We need people to design the modular equipment. And we need people to know that there are wonderful skill sets that they can learn and apply and make a great living in the process. So it sounds like a lot of your strategy isn't just about creating these events, but it's also about educating that next generation of people coming up, either getting involved in those enterprises or helping to start those enterprises to think, how can we use this to our advantage long term? Absolutely. What is it that manufacturers can learn about marketing themselves from your experience at Rapid and working with manufacturers on this process? I think they have to, um, everyone is interested in how companies today are serving society. And I think we want to become the voice of PI, but we also have a responsibility to society at large. We want to help put people to work. We want to help clean up the environment. We want to help make sure that products aren't being wasted and they are being reused. And I think if manufacturers focus on how they are being more sustainable and how they are using our resources responsibly. I think that's a very good way to market themselves to society because they're brands. Don't forget, a lot of these manufacturers are brands too. That's true, yes. And they have to play to um, what's important to society. And they have to be committed as well. You know, you have to walk the talk. 
Well, right. It sounds like what, what we're talking about here is that blend between what works in a management capacity and how that influences your marketing and vice versa. You can, you can kind of say on both sides, listen, we want to make sure that we're seen as this responsible green people first organization. And the way we do that, one of the ways we do that is through looking at process intensification and taking the benefits out of that and promoting them and how we're educating our client base about what they're buying when they buy something from our brand. Absolutely, because many of our companies are, many of our members are Fortune 500, Forbes 2000 companies, and they have different divisions. Everyone has to be in sync. And everybody has to tell the right story about their brand. And many of our members are truly committed to being good corporate citizens, being sustainable. So it's a no-brainer employing PI into their operations. It's, but they understand the value and the importance it brings. But if it plays into their corporate strategy, if it is really aligned with their business goals, it's a win for them because it makes them so much more competitive, so much more uh, responsible as corporate citizens, and so much more effective all around. Because don't forget, their employees are also stakeholders in their organization. And every employee wants to be proud of the company they're working for, that they can point to and say, hey, we're doing this and that. So and a little, yeah, a little internal branding there as well. Absolutely. Yes. And it's also important for the labor force coming in because, as we all know, millennials are very fo focused on companies that do good. Yes, absolutely. The social conscious aspect is huge for the millennial marketplace. Absolutely. Correct. Yes. Absolutely. So they are, you know, they're your potential labor force and they want to be proud to associate with you as an organization. And so I'll give you an example. Some of the interns who worked with us in our summer program and learned about PI were absolutely um, flabbergasted because they saw the good that many of these projects were doing or had the potential of doing. And it changed their mindset. And a lot of them felt, you know, this was a field that I could go into redesigning equipment, redesigning these technologies, because the applicability is so great. What is the Rapid Manufacturing Institute? What are you doing to continue to engage your stakeholders? Like, how are you using marketing to keep them excited about the, the rapid manufacturing process and your mission? Well, I am putting forth constantly communications because I, I believe in engaging our various stakeholders in a variety of ways. We have town halls on a quarterly basis. We, ha we launch uh, a conference as part of our parent company's conference, AICHE. Uh, the American Institute of Chemical Engineers, and um, we they have uh, several meetings a year. Annual and spring are two of the major ones, and this year we will be at AICHE spring meeting. And if you want to learn more about AICHE and RAPID, your listeners can go to www.aiche.org slash RAPID to learn more about us and AICHE. And we will be hosting a series of open houses, topical sessions on key uh, hot 
points or hot topics in the industry for members and non-members are welcome to sign up for these conferences as well to learn more about uh, the chemical engineering space and what we are specifically doing in PI and mo modular chemical process intensification. Great. So those are just some of the things we're doing. And at those events, we have signature events, even more events that are geared towards networking and um, having our members who aren't partnered on projects joining with others and talking about technologies and what they'd like to see next. Thought leadership is key. So we're, we're in the process of, uh, you know, constantly putting together uh, articles on and white papers on PI and what's the latest thinking and what's going on here or there and what you can apply in your own organization. So we bundle together these white papers and we send them out to our members so that they have access to that. And from everything you're telling me, it sounds like you as an organization really take collaborative as the new innovation as an idea and put it into action. Yes, absolutely. And uh, it's really, it, we've seen that it works. From that marketing side of things, it's it's really useful to know that PI even exists because until recently in the U.S., it, it wasn't really a known thing. And it's something that can be leveraged and that marketers can push for, for even in their organization to say, listen, we should look at PI because it's something that we can be using on the marketing side to get the message out about all of these things that we care about as a brand, efficiencies, Reducing, reducing costs, improving labor, improving the wellness of our nation, and just thinking like a green organization. Absolutely. Well, Rosemary Brandwine is a communications and marketing expert with more than 25 years of experience. She partners with executive leaders and teams to implement and execute marketing strategy by helping organizations leverage brand and cultural strengths, thought leadership, and competitive advantages. Currently the Director of Membership and Marketing Communications for the Rapid Manufacturing Institute in New York. Rosemary, thank you so much for being part of the show today. Thank you, Laura. It's been my pleasure. And that's our show for this week. As you heard, we talked a lot about the specifics of process intensification. And what was really great was not only did I think we got some insight on how a business could put this to use and use it as a competitive advantage and demonstrate cost savings in the sustainability mindset and, and use that in their marketing, both internally and externally. But really, I guess the deeper lesson here is that there's a way to create a community mindset around your product or your process and to use content marketing to help others recognize this in a way that creates an overarching change in your industry and in your peer group. And so for big takeaways this week, just think about what it is that you can do to move your customer's industry forward. Can you not talk about your product specifically, but find a way to talk about your client's industry in a way that helps move and evolve it forward, in a way that helps your product stand out, of course, but that's not the overarching goal. The overarching goal is continual evolution and improvement of your customer's industry. If you're looking for ways to do that, I do have a resource on our website, satellite6.com slash 2019guide2019guide. I'd recommend checking that out. It's just a good free resource for how content marketing is becoming a bigger and bigger part of manufacturers and the strategies that they put together. And that's our show for this week. Thanks so much to my guest, Rosemary Brandwine. 
In the show notes, you'll find links to the Rapid Manufacturing Institute website and also an article she shared with me about how diversity and inclusion is shaping tomorrow's manufacturing workforce. So some great additional information there. Hope you check those things out. And until next time, all the best to your success. This has been the Maker Marketing Podcast. I'm Laura Benjamin. Thanks so much for joining me. For show archives, notes, and more, please visit makermarketing.co. The Maker Marketing Podcast is brought to you by Satellite 6, establishing manufacturers as best in market and achieving focused new growth through results-driven marketing systems. Learn more at satellite6.com.